Rude Awakening by Jason Yard. You're listening to Yet Unheard, a podcast from the London Sinfonietta. I'm Jumoket Fashala. In this edition, we'll be exploring composers' work and their inspirations. While also celebrating the power of music in its own right, the London Sinfonietta's last and current season featured several commissions that addressed a myriad of socio-political issues, including the Black Lives Matter movement. Andrew Burke is the Chief Executive and Artistic Director of the London Sinfonietta. Uh, Andrew, tell us about Yet Unheard and the inspiration behind it. At the London Sinfonietta, we've been considering how a group like ours should commission and create new music, and as well as playing concerts of just great music, which is um, a justifiable end in itself, we have felt that commissioning composers to create work which responds to issues such as climate change, for instance, was a very valid thing to do now in society. Um, Not least because when I speak to those composers, that's what they want to do um, as we all turn to face some of the larger challenges ahead of us. But the Yet Unheard concert came just after the summer when the Black Lives Matter movement had really come to the fore. And it seemed like even attempting to come back to some kind of work after the first pandemic lockdown required us to do something different than just return to our normal um, rules, if you like, and normal ways of having worked. So staging a concert which represented or reflected the changes in society that was happening around us seemed like the only way we could act. And how did you decide which composer's music to play? Yet Unheard was put together by George Lewis and Elaine Michener and I was very grateful to them that they curated this event. It felt like the only thing to do, of course, to ask them who represent the community of composers who we wanted to feature in the concert um, to help guide us in the choices we should make. And it's very much George's vision that um, there's a breadth of styles and work which are created by all composers, but including black composers, and that a concert like this should showcase as many of those styles as possible. And that's why the choice of music that we perform in the concert is so eclectic and exciting. One of those commissioned was Hannah Kendall. When London Symphonietta asked me to write a new piece for the proms commemorating the end of World War I in 2018, it was around the time of the Windrush scandal. And I had been thinking a lot about that because it could very well have affected my own family who came to the UK in the 50s from Guyana in the Caribbean. And it got me thinking about ships and the relationship between the UK and um, its colonies and how those people who um, originate from those places are considered British or whether they're not. And, you know, just thinking about the, um, the interweaving connections um, as part of British history. And so 
I started to think about the ships that were part of that history before the Windrush, because I think there's an automatic assumption that certainly the people of the Caribbean and um, our connection to the UK kind of starts with the Windrush in, you know, in the 1950s, 1960s. But in fact, um, it, you know, it starts before then. And when I was looking into, um, you know, possible involvement of people from the Caribbean in particular being involved in the war um, as British citizens, um, I found that there was, um, of course, there was an involvement because they were indeed considered British people. And the more research I did, I came across the Vidala more specifically, which was the ship that brought the, um, the regiment of the West Indies over to Europe to fight in the war. And, you know, the boat in itself, it, it had an unbelievable incident where some of the regiment actually died en route because they were diverted via Canada and some of them succumbed to frostbite, um, the change of climate, um, which is a, an added tragedy. But, but really it was about thinking about that connection that goes beyond um, the automatic assumption of when people from the Caribbean might be involved in British history. Vidala by Hannah Kendall. Leila Adegilmore was also programmed for the Yet Unheard concert, and her inspiration came from a shocking event which had gained worldwide coverage. So, yeah, the other piece, Negative Space, is uh, I wrote it directly after Trayvon Martin was murdered um, by a vigilante, and he eventually was uh, released from that crime, the, the murderer. So it was a really horrible story. Young kid walking down the street, going to buy some candy, I think you said candy, walking along past some houses as kids do. And he was, you know, he was murdered by someone who thought that that was suspicious activity to be walking along with a hoodie on eating candy. And so um, I wrote that piece immediately after I heard about that case I went to the piano and wrote it immediately and often I'll spend a long time in a song but that piece I wrote all from start to finish all the lyrics all the tonality there's a strong augmented chord in there which um, you keep hearing through the piece um, I think it ends on the augmented chord so uh, this kind of unsettling feeling I, I mean I was just so shocked by that uh, event and so when I came to orchestrate a piece or arrange it for a large ensemble I chose that piece because it's, it's a powerful piece and that piece is thinking about how we you know have things that we might take for granted and 
I guess negative space, someone recently asked me about that, the, the words, and of course it doesn't mean negative as in angry or uh, anti, <laughs> it's negative as in the opposite of something there, as in, uh, I guess it's the concept of Ralph Allison's Invisible Man, the novel Invisible Man, and everybody should read that if they don't understand the black experience somehow, but basically it's that the beginning scene is that um, a man comes up to the protagonist and he kind of fights with him and, and the protagonist says like oh i'm this man was fighting with a ghost so he's fighting with a black man thinking of this thing that he's not so the, i think that's something that although obviously the black british experience and is very different from the african-american experience but this thing of thinking that you know what a black person is does how they live um, the amount of times i've been followed around a shop thinking people thinking i'm going to steal something it's totally ridiculous so just those experiences we do share and it's horrible but it's just what people think of us before we even open our mouths so that's the negative space that is the space of i am a person but the negative space is that i really exist where you might have this collective idea about what black people are which is completely false of course i exist in a negative Negative Space from Freedom Suite by Leila Adu-Gilmore. The yet unheard concert was held last October in the middle of the pandemic and under strict COVID conditions. It focused primarily on black composers and was co-curated by George Lewis and Elaine Michener, who was candid about the challenge this presented. Well, it's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking because you don't you don't want to mess up. Okay? <laughs> so, and of course, you can't expect everyone to like what you do so and the kind of work that I do personally I'm not interested in whether people like it or not it's I, I try to come from a very honest place so I thought well Elaine employ the same things for programming so I George had suggested a number of works and I, I was looking for a balance yes. in terms of style of what someone was saying or trying to express through their music mm. there was also a balance in gender um, which was very important as well so so that women's voices could be heard through through these works and there are some amazing I mean Courtney Bryan mm. and Tanya Leon and Hannah Kendall and Leila Adu-Gilmore they're very different yes. women yeah. very different experiences as black women and that is evident in the music so I, I really, I was looking for that, searching mm. for it. I did a lot of hours, a lot of hours listening to yes. lots of amazing music. There are, there are things that couldn't work in this particular program, which I hope will make uh, a future program, um, which, with, which will provide a variety of, son, a sonic variety for, for listeners. But how important is it for organisations like the London Sinfonietta to make big statements such as having fully representational or themed concerts? Here's Hannah Kendall. I would say why not to having a concert such as Yet Unheard, which was only featuring black composers. 
because, you know, I've seen concert programmes that are just for Polish composers or Polish music or highlighting early French music or, you know, you get what I'm saying. There's a whole list of, of certain, you know, groups of composers that for whatever reason programmers like to focus on. So I would say why not focus on works of black composers or composers of African heritage, part of the diaspora. I think it's a great opportunity to highlight um, brilliant works that are being written. And I think it's a really good way to open people's ears and minds and to listen in new ways and to hear music that they might not otherwise have heard. So I don't really see that as a problem. Um, obviously, I think the main aim and the goal is to have a fully representative programme to begin with. But if there are opportunities to highlight great works that we wouldn't otherwise hear, then great. And Leila Adu-Gilmore is clear about the role education plays in this. I, you know, I'm not some kind of old activist that's done a lot of action or something. I'm, I'm a musician. <laughs> so I would think, just look at what worked before. If in feminist, feminist, the feminist movement, it worked to have a concert of women or a woman's award or whatever to educate. It's the same word I used before and I'm a professor. So of course, I'm thinking about education. I think if we think more about education rather than diversification, we get a lot more traction, a lot more reality, a lot less, hopefully, resistance. Because if you understand why you're booking people, why you're programming people, why you're watching this concert, if you understand what the, you know, the work that people have done before, I've been writing music for 20 years. You know, George Lewis has, has been making music for, I don't know, 40 years or something. So... If we know more about what it is that we're watching in this educational aspect, which is what you're doing now, I think that is really important. But is a theme really necessary? Here's George Lewis. Well, the first thing to think about really is why do the theme at all? And um, for the past couple of years, I've been writing about uh, Afro-diasporic contemporary classical music as being kind of a a, a problem area within contemporary classical music. In other words, we're not hearing any of that. And even though the music of Afro-diasporic composers since 1950, I mean, there's a, gener there's a multi-generational practice. North America, South America, Europe, the UK, Africa, Scandinavia. But in, the, in a New York Times article I wrote in July, I, I said that there was a cone of silence that's hanging over this work. And so this concert, I think, is part of our way of lifting that cone of silence. And of course, you, we have to think about that in the context of the Black Lives Matter movement. But long before that, uh, maybe as far back as the 1980s, my, my musical mentor, Muha Richard Abrams, co-founder of the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians, he made this incredible statement. He said, well, we know that there are different types of black life. And we know, therefore, that there are different kinds of black music because black music comes forth from black life. 
So from what we've heard from these artists about what the London Sinfonietta is doing and has done in this new and last season, that this work is really important and bodes well for the future. That's right. And it's, uh, I know that it's been addressed um, Europe-wide. Mm. Um, there was a conference in Berlin just two weeks ago about uh, decolonizing curatorial practices in contemporary new music. Wow. So this is something that people are really engaged with. They're talking about, they're interrogating, they're challenging and challenging those who are in those pole positions where they can make a change. Until you understand that, until you realise that these changes need to happen, and it requires a lot of honesty in the terms of those who have those the authority to mm, make the, the change. The gatekeepers. The gatekeepers, yes, exactly. Until they are... It takes someone brave enough to be honest with themselves, say, actually, that is lacking, what can I do to change it? Mm, mm. And to change it for the good. Because mm. that way you establish a new positive legacy for the future. Mm. So the London Sinfonietta is embracing that challenge, the notion that music has no colour, that people listen, not because it's a black composer or a white composer, but because it's a really great piece of music. For the conductor, Vimbaye Casiboni, that's really important. Uh, absolutely. Um, but if you hear to, uh, if you listen to activists, if you listen to activists, black activists who talk about these issues in particular, they say that colour is a thing until it's not a thing. So, so as long as we are unrepresented in these um, institutions, uh, then colour is an issue. It's the point in which uh, 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 all voices are being heard. Mm. Is that the point in which we can ignore that? So, so the idea of, of colour not existing, I think, is a farce because it does exist. And um, we see that in, in how people experience life. How, how uh, people who are generally underrepresented, how they experience their lives. So it's, it's very apparent. It's, so it's something that we must address to get to a point to this idealized, just the utopic world in which it doesn't matter anymore. Assemblage by George Lewis. You've been listening to Yet Unheard, a podcast from the London Sinfonietta. I'm Jumoke Fashala. Thanks for listening. This was a London Sinfonietta production. For more content, please visit the London Sinfonietta channel, subscribe to our monthly newsletter, and follow us on social media.